Radio UNE, the time is 7 o'clock, which means it's time for another episode of Way Back When. And this week, on this wonderful Boxing Day, I'm going to bring you some of the best music from the year 2004. This is definitely going to be the longest show I've ever done, as there is a mammoth 20 songs to get through. It was an absolutely wonderful year for music. Let's kick things off with one of the best protest songs of all time. And given what happened on the 8th of November, uh, it appears an appropriate song to go with. And compared to what happened on the 9th of November four years ago, here is a particular song by Green Day that a lot of you will recognize that came out in 2004, one of their best albums of all time, certainly one of the most well-known singles. Here it is to kick us off on Way Back When, episode 2004. We have American Idiot coming up right now. You're listening to Way Back When, episode 2004, and that was American Idiot by Green Day off of the similar titled album released in 2004. One of two songs from American Idiot that I'll be playing tonight. That's a bit of a hint for later on. It was a very, very, very successful album indeed. One of Green Day's best, and it was sort of a 
comeback album for the band as a matter of fact after they had fairly disappointing sales of their previous album in 2000. The album as a whole expresses disillusionment and disgust uh, especially uh, at society, especially aspects of society that the band found quite uncomfortable, such as 9-11, the Iraqi war and the state of American politics at the time. Certainly one of my favourite albums from Green Day. I think it is well worth a listen if you haven't heard it already. Moving on to the next song of tonight. We, like I said, we certainly have a lot of songs to get through. I hope that you have had a fantastic Boxing Day as well and I hope that your Christmas was pleasant, whether you were at home, whether you were seeing family, no matter what you were doing, I hope that you had an absolutely wonderful time. And please remember that the holidays can be a little bit stressful and a little bit uh, upsetting for some people, especially uh, those people that may be suffering a little bit from any sort of mental health issues. And I just want to remind everyone once more that if you are one of those people, you can always reach out to help by phoning. You can always reach out for help by phoning the New South Wales Mental Health Line on one 800 That's one 800 Visiting beyondblue.org.au or phoning the UNE Student Counselling and Psychological Services Office on six seven seven three two eight nine. That's 67732897. And please remember there is absolutely no shame whatsoever in asking for help if you need it. Moving on to the next song, it is going to be a fairly, fairly well-known one, I think. It's from The Killers and their debut album Hot Fuss, released obviously in 2004. And it's Somebody Told Me, which was the second official single from the album. And it's actually one of the more well-known of the band's history. It did very, very well in terms of charts, making it to number two in Scotland, one on the UK indie charts, only making it to number 17 here in Australia, which is a bit of a shame. But it was received fairly well by critics, some calling it wildly infectious, that would be Billboard, and Blender asserting that the song is, quote, a superb blaze of synthesizers and guitars that builds to the year's best one-liner. There you go, that's pretty high praise right there. We have Somebody Told Me by The Killers coming up next on 106.9 Tune FM. You're listening to Way Back When on 2004.
You're listening to Way Back When, episode 2004, and that was the very catchy Somebody Told Me by The Killers. Coming up next, we have another debutante on this show, and it is a very, very, very fantastic sort of punk, alt-rock sort of sound with Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy will be making a few appearances on this show in the coming weeks, so heads up there. The studio album, the first studio album, excuse me, Take This to Your Grave, was released in 2003, and one of the singles would be released in late 2003, charting in 2004, Grand Theft Autumn, otherwise known as Where Is Your Boy. It's the second single to be released from the album, and it experienced breakthrough mainstream success as well, and which was then followed up on by their second album, From Under the Corks Tree, which strengthened Grand Theft Autumn's popularity and helped it to reach number 84 on the Billboard Pop 100 chart. The song also has drawn in quite a large amount of digital downloads. The lyrics itself tend to deal with a bit of unrequited love and jealousy, it, which is fairly, which is something that I think a lot of people could potentially relate to, and a lot of people tend to think it's a very very good song even to this day it's still played at a lot of their live concerts and a lot of people hold it up as one of the standout tracks from their debut album i'm going to play more of fallout boys debut album later on so i'm going to talk more about it then for now though let's jump straight into it we have grand theft autumn where is your boy by fallout boy coming up next on way back when 2004 you're listening to chin fm on 106.9 where is your boy tonight i hope he is a gentleman Maybe he won't find out what I know You were the last good thing about this part of town
It's a gentleman. Maybe we'll find out. I know you were the last good thing about this party. Where is your party night? I hope he's a gentleman. Maybe we'll find out. I know you were the last good thing about this party. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM, and that was Grand Theft Autumn, Where Is Your Boy by Fallout Boy. An absolutely wonderful song from Take This to Your Grave, which will make an appearance later on on the show as well one more time. Moving on now to a Finnish band, it's a little bit of Nightwish once again. Nightwish would release what many people consider to be their greatest album in 2004, being titled Once. And I'm going to play now the fourth and final single from the album, because I think it is a very, very, very good track. A very underrated track from from Nightwish's repertoire. (coughs) Excuse me and it uses more of an experimental sound than most people would associate with the band. It uses a lot of exotic instruments. For example, you'll hear an electric violin and a sitar, and it has less lyrics than I think a lot of other Nightwish songs. It's a little bonus track for the night, let's put it that way, and I hope that you enjoy it. I know I certainly do. We have The Siren by Nightwish coming up next on Way Back Wayne episode 2004. You're listening to Tune FM on 106.9.
You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM, and that was the experimental single from Nightwish's once album, The Siren. Coming up next, we have an Australian band. It's Spider Bait, a bit of a one-hit wonder band, in fact. The first few songs of tonight's show have been fairly rock and punk oriented. Then we're going to have a bit of a transition into more of a pop sort of lighter sound, and then we'll finish off with a bit of rock later on. This is Black Betty, which is actually a cover. The original song was written back in the 20th century, often credited to Huddy Ledbetter as the author, although the earliest recording are not by the man. The meaning is actually quite a little bit uh, vague, as a matter of fact, and subject to debate. Historically, the Black Betty that the song is about may refer to the nickname given to a number of different objects, just some of them include a bottle of whiskey, a whip, a musket, or a jail transfer wagon. Whatever the lyrics are actually about, the song has always been fairly popular no matter who has covered it, and the alt-rock band from Australia, Spiderbait, would release it as the lead single from their album Tonight Alright. It was a hit here in Australia, it made its number one on the ARIA charts, becoming Spiderbait's first number one single in Australia, which is always good, and made a bit of an impression in the US, reaching number 32 on the Billboard Mainstream Rock Charts, so a little bit of a splash in the States as well. Black Betty by Spiderbait, coming up next on Way Back When, episode 2004, you're listening to Tune FM on 106.9.
listening to Way Back When, episode 2004, and that was Black Betty by Spiderbait. We're a quarter of the way through Way Back When tonight. I do thoroughly hope that you are enjoying the show. If you did, let me know. Send TuneFM a little message saying that you liked it. It gives me a little bit of ideas as to what direction to take next week's show in. And yes, I can confirm I will be doing 2005 next week as well. It will be on the 2nd of January, Saturday night at 7pm as always. I was actually quite lucky. I didn't think I was going to be able to play the show tonight, but here I am. I got very lucky indeed. Like I said before, I do hope that you had a fantastic Christmas day, and I hope that you are having a nice relaxing holiday period up until the new year. Here's hoping that it turns out a lot better than this one has. <laughs> Moving on to our next song, it's by another Australian artist, Missy Higgins and Kevin Griffith of the American band Better Than Ezra wrote this song, and it was performed by Missy Higgins on her debut album The Sound of White, the lead single from the album as a matter of fact, and it's her most successful so far, entering the ARIA chart at number one and being certified platinum, which is a pretty big achievement. It was also at number 22 on the year-end charts for 2004. It also won the best pop release at the 2004 ARIA Awards and was nominated for single of the year but lost out to another song that we're going to play next year. Uh, next year, next week. Next week, which is next year in a way. Coming up, we have Scar by Missy Higgins. Come on, 106.9 Tune FM. You're listening to Way Back When, episode 2004, here on UNE's student-powered radio. Wine, but I'll never give you mine 
Cause I'm a little bit tired of fearing that I'll be the bad fruit nobody buys Tell me, did you think we'd all dream the same? And doesn't that sound familiar? Doesn't that hit too close to home? Doesn't that make you shiver the way things could have gone? And doesn't it feel peculiar? You're listening to Way Back Wayne, episode 2004, and that was Scar by the Australian Missy Higgins. I will confess, when I first heard that song when I was a very young kid, obviously when it first came out and was making its way onto the radio, I always thought it was by Pink, and I never realised the truth up until only about a year or two ago. That's just an aside. I thought that was rather amusing. Moving on to another debutant on tonight's show, we have Maroon 5, who released their debut album Songs About Jane back in 2002, although they didn't release singles for, uh, certain singles from the album until 2002. 2004, hence why I'm playing it now. The song, the album actually became a bit of a sleeper hit with the help of the five singles that attained super chart success, including two hits, including the one I'm going to play right now, She Will Be Loved. The album made its number one in Australia, France, New Zealand, Ireland, and the United Kingdom, reaching top 10 in 17 other countries, and this particular song, She Will Be Loved, proved just as successful as the two previous singles, this being the third single, and it made it all the way up to number one here on the ARIA charts and made it to number 13 on the year-end charts. Interestingly enough, another little fact about the album songs about Jane, the songs of the album are written about a girl that Adam Levine used to have quite strong feelings for, his ex-girlfriend Jane Herman. Again, I didn't realise that it was actually about a legitimate person, so again, there you go. I don't know how I would feel if someone wrote an entire album about me, but that's just me. She Will Be Loved by Maroon 5. It's coming up next on Way Back When, episode 2004. You're listening to Tune FM on 106.9. Fall 
You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM here on Way Back When, and you just heard She Will Be Loved by Maroon 5. More of a softer sort of rock song in the alternative rock genre than a lot of other rock songs. And I will admit, I've got a bit of a soft spot in my heart for softer sort of ballady type rock songs. And continuing on with that theme, we have a song coming up by Three Doors Down, the band from America that formed in 1996 that would release their second album, Away From The Sun, in 2002, that would spawn a single that was released the following year and charted the year after that in 2004. Here Without You. The song reached number 5 on the Billboard Hot 100 in November and was certified double platinum in the US for shipping over 2 million units, which is amazing. It was also super successful around the globe here in Australia. It made its number 2 and it finished at number 18th position on the year-end ARIA charts for 2004, also being certified platinum here in Australia as well. Excuse me. Even though it's one of the most popular songs, Here Without You was not a large hit in the band's home format of rock radio, only peaking at number 14 on the mainstream rock songs chart and 22 on the alternative songs. However, after the song was released, it remained a staple on adult contemporary radio stations, which again, I think is quite interesting and fairly emblematic of the genre as a whole. Arnold, Brad Arnold that is, one of the songwriters, explained the story behind the song, saying that it's about being away from someone or missing them terribly, and it's about the loneliness and missing of somebody, even though it doesn't matter if you're here without them for all day or all month. I think it's a really, really good song. It's a very recognisable song. I think even if you haven't heard of Three Doors Down, you might have heard of the song once it starts playing, so let's see if I'm right. Jumping straight into it, Here Without You by Three Doors Down, coming up next on 106.9 Sheen FM. You're listening to Way Back When, episode 2004. have made me older since the last time that I saw your pretty face A thousand lives have made me colder and I don't think I can look at this the same But all the miles are separate your face
You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM, and that was Here Without You by Three Doors Down. Coming up next, we have another Australian artist. In fact, it's Shannon Knoll with another cover song. The cover song in question is by Moving Pictures. P- pictures, excuse me. What About Me from the 1982 album Days of Innocence. I only bring this up because the way the song was written is rather interesting to me. The main songwriter, Gary Frost, wrote the song when he was working with autistic children in his day job. He'd gone out to buy some lunch at his local shop in Sydney, and Asquith and Sydney more specifically, and saw a small boy not being noticed waiting at the counter, and he was inspired by that vision to write this particular song. There you go, that's the origins of this particular song for you. Shannon Knoll, however, the Australian Idol Series 1 runner-up Shannon Knoll, covered the song for his debut album That's What I'm Talking About, first performing the song on Australian Idol, where he received fairly positive comments, and the song itself was seen as one of the highlights of the debut season. Demand for the single was unprecedented once it was released in Australia, debuting at the uh, debut at number one on the ARIA charts, achieving double platinum certification in its first week, which is incredible, and eventually being certified four times platinum in Australia alone, and became the highest selling single in Australia for 2004, two decades after the original song was the second highest seller of the year. Again, that's a nice little uh, connection there. Excuse me. It also was a big hit in Ireland. Uh, Due to public demand in Ireland, the Australian pressing of the single was shipped to Ireland, the initial shipment selling out within the first week of sale, prompting more shipments to be made soon after. It certified, uh, it was, it peaked at number one here in Australia, and no surprise there, peaking at number two in Ireland, and it was also number one on the year-end RHR for 2004. So here we go then, the most popular song in Australia of 2004, What About Me by our very own Shannon Knoll, coming up next on 106.9 Tune. FM, the home of UNE's student-powered radio and the home of Way Back When. Well, there's a little boy waiting at the counter of a corner shop. He's been waiting down there, waiting half the day. They never ever see him from the top. He gets pushed around, knocked to the ground. He gets to his feet and he says, What about me? It isn't fair. I've had enough. Now I want my share. Can't you see? She's been waiting back there Waiting for a dream Her dreams walking and out They never stop Well, she's not too proud To cry out loud She runs to the street And she screams What about me? corner all the world's gone home nobody has changed nobody's been saved 
You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM, and that was Shannon Knowles' What About Me? Shannon Knowles, of course, famously robbed of the Australian Idol Season 1 title. Moving on from that particular opinion, though, coming up is a song that I do not put on this show because I think it is a good song. I put it on because I think it was very influential and it was very recognisable. I personally do not particularly like this song, but I'm not a music snob, but I understand there are people out there that do. I just personally am not one of them. Swedish DJ and producer Eric Prides would release Call On Me in 2004. It received significant sales success and topped several charts. So again, it definitely, definitely had a lot of success to it. It became number one in many countries across Europe. It actually peaked at number two here in Australia, was certified platinum in the UK and here here in Australia excuse me and there is a bit of positivity to the video to the music video rather in September of 2014 eight Norwegian cancer patients both former and current or then current recreated the video to support the active Montcreft foundation active against cancer foundation founded by Hella Anassen and Greta Waits to promote physical training for cancer patients which I do think is quite nice so call on me by Eric Prides it's coming up next on 106.9 Tune FM you're listening to way back when episode 2004 here on the home of UNE's student power on radio.
You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. This is Way Back When, episode 2004, and that was Call On Me by Eric Prides. Turning now to a more pop sort of song, as I did say we were going to head a bit more into a pop direction for the middle of the show. We are officially halfway through the show, by the way. That was the 10th song of the night. So if you are still here with us, thank you so much for tuning in. It is going to be a fairly long show tonight, so I do hope that you stick around till the end because there is a lot of fantastic music coming up, including this one. Now, I've played a lot of Britney Spears over the past few weeks as a career sort of took off in the early 2000s but this song I firmly believe to be the best one she has ever released it's toxic because of course it is her first studio album uh, her fourth studio album in the zone was released in 2003 and this particular song was written by Christian Carlson and Pontus Vinberg known collectively as Blood She and Avant and Avant excuse me with additional writing from Kathy Dennis and Henrik Jonback and it was initially offered to Kylie Minogue for her ninth studio album but instead it was given to Britney after Kylie Minogue turned it down she selected this song to be the second single from the album and it became an instant hit. It received acclaim from music critics who praised its hook and chorus while calling it the strongest track on the entire album. It won Best Dance Recording at the 47th Grammy Awards the following year, marking the first Grammy win of Britney Spears' career, which is wonderful. It also attained worldwide success, as I'm sure you suspected, making it to number one here in Australia as well as a handful of countries across Europe, the UK, and also number th- uh, excuse me, number nine on the Billboard Hot 100. It's been certified platinum in Australia as well as gold in the US and it is again being covered numerous numerous times as well as being added on many best of end of year lists, end of decade lists etc etc. It's a very very good song and a very very well known song. The music video of course was also critically acclaimed so if you do have a moment after this show is over go and check that out on YouTube. Toxic by Britney Spears coming up next on Wayback When 2004. You're listening to Tune FM on 106.9. Can't you see?
You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM on Way Back When, episode 2004, and that was Toxic by Britney Spears, one of her best songs of all time and one of the most recognisable songs from 2004. Turning to another young pop star from 2004, and we have a bit of a pop rock song coming up next, always a fan of those, and it's Kelly Clarkson. She would release her second studio album, Breakaway, in 2004, and spawn a massive hit for the young woman, Since You've Been Gone. It's an up-tempo power pop power ballad that infuses electronic sound with a mixture of soft and loud alt rock something that she herself pushed for thinking that it needed a bit more of a rock sort of edge to it along with the pop sound which really paid off quite significantly the original songwriter Max Martin wrote the song with Pink in mind but Pink turned it down then Hilary Duff also rejected the song because she couldn't hit the high notes so it was finally given to Clarkson after Clive Davis convinced the writers to give it to her whereupon she decided to add heavier guitars and harder drums to the song it received positive reviews from music critics who considered it to be the highlight of her entire album and it was also received as one of the best songs of the last decade which i think is pretty spectacular it made it to number three here in australia on the charts making it to number uh, number one on the pop 100 in billboard and number two on the billboard hot 100 general songs it was certified platinum here in australia and over in the u.s and it made it to number one on the year-end chart of the u.s billboard pop 100 chart and as of 2014 it has appeared in more than 40 different albums either remixed or its original format and was the song that launched Kelly Clarkson into mainstream pop success, which is always wonderful to hear. Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson, a song I was absolutely obsessed with when I was a young kid. Coming up next on Way Back When, episode 2004, you're listening to Tune FM on 106.9.
You're listening to Way Back When, episode 2004, here on 106.9 Sheen FM, and that was Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. Turning back to Maroon 5 now, and I'm going to play the second single from their Songs About Jane album, the debut single, Harder to Breathe, even though it is still, even though it was a fantastic song. I thought that she would be loved, and this song coming up was just that little bit better. That's why they pipped it to the post. We have This Love coming up next, based on Adam Levine's breakup with an ex-girlfriend, revealing himself that the song was written in the most emotionally trying time of his life. Life. The song was critically acclaimed by music critics who noted the track's muse escape. It entered the top 10 on most charts, topping several of Billboard's component charts, including reaching number one on the Hot Adult Top 40 track charts. It made its number eight here in Australia, as well as making its number one in the Polish charts. It was certified double platinum in the US and gold here in Australia. It received very, very positive reviews. Christian Horde for Rolling Stone wrote that Adam Levine's urban romantic swoonings work best when his band really gets up on the good foot, as on this love which uses piano and James Brown like guitars to create a foundation on which Levine can obsess about beauty including his own certainly some high praise there it's also got a rather interesting music video like many songs did from the early 2000s a music video that actually had to be censored when it was played on MTV because it was considered a little bit too explicit the live performance won the MTV music video award for best new artist for the music video and the live performance excuse me and won the choice rock track at the teen choice awards of the same year and in the Nielsen broadcast data systems this love was the third most played song of 2004 having over 438,000 total plays which is pretty spectacular the live version of the song also won them a grammy award best pop performance by a duo or group with vocals at the 2006 grammy awards and to date this remains one of their most successful songs of all time so let's jet let's jump into it this love by maroon 5 coming up next on 106.9 sheen fm the home of UNE's student powered radio
You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM, and that was This Love by Maroon 5 here on Way Back When, episode 2004. And let's have another simple little cover song up next. We're moving back into the sort of rock punk music of the night, and we have a song that was originally recorded by SR71, which was rather notably released in May of 2004, but then covered by Bowling for Soup in July of 2004. That is an extremely short time between the original song being released and a cover being released. The song itself is 1985. A song about a middle-aged woman who was stuck in the 1980s due to being in denial that her life is zooming by so fast. Something that I think is quite relatable. There's not really a whole lot to say about this song. It did chart moderately successfully, making it to number 5 on the US Adult Top 40 chart and number 8 on the Canadian charts while making it to number 22 here in Australia and being certified as silver in the UK with over 200,000 units sold. Bowling for Soup's version of 1985 coming up next on Way Back When, episode 2004. You're listening to Tune FM on 106.9.
You're listening to 106.9 Sheen FM and you just heard 1985 by Bowling for Soup. Let's turn to a song that was written specifically for a movie and that's a song by the Counting Crows, a rock band from America formed in 1991. Not really too, too much songs by theirs are going to get played on this show. I think this might be the only one that's going to get played the entire uh show with the exception of big yellow taxi of course that was played last week we have accidentally in love coming up next specifically written for the opening scene of shrek 2 appearing on the movie soundtrack as the first track and i am aware this marks now the third song that's been featured in a shrek film i don't know and i did not expect i don't know why and i did not expect this show to be so heavily uh shrek centric but there you go it was commercially successful peaking within the top 40 on several music charts including making it all the way to number 11 here in australia and making it to number one on the Billboard Adult Alternative charts. Counting Crows lead singer Adam Duritz was chosen by DreamWorks Animation to write a song specifically for the opening scene of Shrek 2, in which Shrek and Fiona celebrate their honeymoon. Duritz went to the DreamWorks Animation studio and watched approximately half the film before starting the song, and then that gave him the inspiration as to what the song should be about, and hence, Accidentally in Love was born. Billboard magazine reviewed the song and said that even though it was a little bit sappy and had the potential to get a little bit overbearing, it was still the perfect kickoff for the summer and being both a child and adult pleaser, something I would probably agree with if for the most part. It found its national chart peak in Ireland, as streaming figures of, of the song exceeded 200,000 in Ireland, and it made it to number three on the Irish charts overall. Very, very impressive. And it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song, they also performed the song at the ceremony itself. Sadly, they did not win the award. That, award, that Academy Award went to Al Otro Lada del Rio by Jorge Drexler. That being said, still a very catchy song that we're going to play right now, Accidentally in Love by The Counting Crows, coming up next on 106.9 Sheen FM. You're listening to Way Back When, episode 2004.
listening to 106.9 Tune FM and that was Counting Crows with Accidentally In Love. Thank you so much for joining, join, tuning in to Way Back When, excuse me there. We've got five songs left. I think it's time to return to The Killers and their first album, Hot Fuss, released in 2004, like I said before. Reaching number seven on the Billboard 200 chart, number one on the UK album chart. Had It sold more than seven million copies worldwide, which is absolutely incredible, and has been certified platinum in Australia, Canada, Ireland, and New Zealand. And the album and its first three singles went on to garner five Grammy nominations which I just think is absolutely incredible it was also considered the best debut album ever in a readers poll by Gigwise again a big honor we turn to the first single now and it's Mr. Brightside even though I'm inclined to believe that somebody told me is just a little bit better than Mr. Brightside Mr. Brightside is definitely one or is definitely the most in the more popular of the two it is one of the first songs they ever wrote and achieved massive success all over the world including including the UK, where it made its number one on the UK indie charts. It made its number three on the alternative airplay billboard charts and number four on the dance club song billboard chart. Only made its number 29 here in Australia, which is a bit disappointing, but it was certified as quintuple platinum in the UK and double platinum in the US, which is very, very, uh, which is very, very successful and uh, tremendous. And it was received very well by critics it was the most the sixth most downloaded song on itunes in 2005 and it has the highest popular rate, popularity rating that itunes offers even after being available for purchase for 10 years it is just a fantastic song that is very 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 popular and very well received by pretty much everyone all of their fans and uh, uh, pretty much all of their fans i should say and even people that don't know of the band this song is one that tends to stick around in your head and it is just a really really good song the uk radio stations XFM and Absolute Radio named it the song of the decade and Last FM revealed that it was the most listened to track since the launch of the online music service being listened to over 7.6 million times well with all of that said I reckon it's time to play it Mr. Brightside by The Killers coming up next on this wonderful episode of Way Back When looking at the best music of 2004 here on Tune FM 106.9 
You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM, and that was the amazing Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Here on Way Back When, episode 2004, we have four songs left to go, and we return now to Green Day and their amazing album American Idiot, which won them the Best Rock Album Grammy and was nominated for Album of the Year in 2005, funnily enough. The success of the album, inspired a Broadway musical and a planned feature film adaptation, has appeared in several lists of the best albums of the year and the decade, and in both 2012 and updated in 2020, Stone placed it on their list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. It won the award for the favourite pop rock album at the American Music Awards, it won Best International Album at the Brit Awards, and it has become one of the best known albums of all time, really, it really, really has. Kerrang! said that the album pushed rock music back into the mainstream, especially alt sort of punky rock. American Idiot was a career comeback for Green Day, as I said before, and their unexpected maturation stunned the music industry as a whole. It made its number one on the ARIA charts here in Australia, which is no surprise. The album really is just that good. And the song that I'm going to play is their second, is the second single from the album, and I think one of Green Day's best, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, because of course it is. What else could it be? The fourth track from the album as a whole, and the song's lyrics were written by Billy Joe Armstrong, of course, the music composed by the band as a whole, and it remains one of Green Day's signature songs played very, very commonly on their tours. It made its number one on the UK rock and metal charts as well as making it to number one on the top 40 mainstream rock mainstream top 40 and pop 100 billboard charts as well as the adult alternative songs billboard chart it was certified platinum here in australia and gold over in the u.s it's been covered by a few different bands most most notably hikaru utada the japanese american singer and it has been it, it, well it is it is the most successful song of the band in the entire united states and it was the ninth best-selling single of the two, 2000s decade with worldwide sales exceeding five million copies and it is the only song to win both the grammy award for record of the year and mtv music video music award for the year which is just fantastic it is and it's it really is a wonderful song i'm not going to say too much more about it because otherwise i'm just going to repeat myself so let's dive into boulevard of broken dreams by green Day up next on 106.9 Tune FM, the home of UNE's student-powered radio. I walk a lonely road, the only one that I have ever known.
this empty street on the boulevard of broken dreams where the city sleeps and I'm the only one Listening to 106.9 Tune FM, and that was Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day here on Way Back When, episode 2004. Three songs to go, and once again, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope that I'll see you again next week playing you some of the best music from the year 2005. I know last week when I played some of Nightwish, I said I wasn't going to play too, too much of them because a lot of their music is unsuitable, and that is definitely true. I played The Siren earlier today, and I can only play songs that are a little bit lighter than a lot of the heavier stuff, otherwise I would probably fill this uh, show every week of a Nightwish album with just Nightwish, but obviously I'm not going to do that. I am, however, going to play this song, one of their signature singles that really broke them through to a wider audience outside of just Finland and their native Europe. The song is called Nemo. No relation to the fish whatsoever. It is Latin for nobody or no name. That is where the song comes from. It was the lead single from Once, definitely one of their best albums of all time. I would say arguably their best of all time. It was nominated for the Kerrang! Award for Best Singer and it had it really expanded their fan base in Europe and South America as well as building a big base in North America and here in Oceania and Australia as well. The music video cost around 80,000 euros, which was very, very expensive for the time, and the video was heavily played on TVs all around the world, which really helped add to their interest, and as the lead single for once, it it sparked a massive interest in the album that in turn uh, sparked a massive interest in the band after it was released and the Once Upon a Tour worldwide tour that the band did in support of the album became one of their biggest for the time. In terms of charts, it made it to number one on the Finnish, Brazilian and Hungarian charts while enjoying moderate success around the rest of Europe including making it to number eight on the UK rock charts and being certified platinum in Finland. It is a fantastic song that is actually their most played live song of all time, Nemo by Nightwish, Coming up next on Way Back When, episode 2004, you're listening to Tune FM on 106.9.
listening to 106.9 Tune FM, and that was one of Nightwish's best songs in Nemo. Turning now to another metal sort of gothic symphonic band, we have My Immortal by Evanescence coming up. I did say that I was going to play the second of their two most well-known songs last week, Bring Me to Life, of course, being played last week. And yes, My Immortal is coming up next as the penultimate song on this week's show. It is just a fantastic tune, similar to Bring Me to Life. It's off of their debut album, Fallen, and it was released as the third single from the album and it was also reworked and placed on their fourth studio album synthesis released back in 2017 the song is a piano power ballad with a slow tempo and it talks about a spirit staying with you after death and haunting you until you wish that the spirit were gone because it just won't leave you alone it received critical acclaim when it was released with critics complimenting the piano medley and amy lee's lyrics and performance in 2005 it received a nomination for best best pop performance by a duo or group with vocals at the grammys and it was commercially successful peaking within the top 10 in more than 10 countries including making it to number one in portugal number one on the u.s top 40 charts and number four here in australia also making it to number seven on the year-end chart here in australia as well been certified platinum in australia the uk and the u.s and it was its alternate version released in 2017 it made it to number 83 on the uk singles charts interestingly enough amy lee has admitted to not liking this track too too much but says that she does enjoy performing it live because she gets to see the reaction of the fans who really do go wild for this song and i can understand that i really do enjoy it It, her vocals especially are wonderfully haunting it is a fantastic tune one of evanescence's best in my humble opinion and it's coming up right now on way back when episode 2004 you're listening to tune fm on 106.9 
You just heard My Immortal by Evanescence here on 106.9 Tune FM, the home of UNE's student-powered radio. And this is now the final song of tonight's show. I apologise that it has been so long, but I do hope that you've enjoyed it. And I really do hope that you will join me same time, same place next week for episode 2005 as we look back at some of the best music of Tune FM's 36th year. It's time now, though, for our show closer, and we return to Fallout Boys' Take This to Your Grave, their debut album once again. The original album gradually created interest in the band as they toured across the country, including Warped Tour in 2004. It really was the stepping point for pop punk, actually being named as the vital blueprint for pop punk, and it, like I said, it was sort of the springboard that allowed them to star themselves, to shoot themselves to creative new heights and more success, especially when their next album was released in 2005, From Under the Cork Tree, that you will be hearing a bit of in the next few weeks, that is for sure. Excuse me. They actually secured an investment from the label to release the album, although they didn't see immediate success, which was a little bit of a shame. And the band, obviously just a newly formed band, obviously had a few kinks to work out, and the first album, generally in a new band, is can be a little bit... Um, difficult at times and take this to your grave was true in that regard to a certain amount of to a certain extent even though some of the songs were are still played to this day including the one that i'm going to play right now it is very regularly almost always in fact being played last at the group shows including the 2018 australian shows i was lucky enough to be at the sydney show and it was absolutely incredible this song is still incorporated into the band's set lists as well as grand theft autumn like i said always played last or almost always played last at the group shows and the members of the band themselves have stated that this song is one of their favourites. The entire band agree on that. One of the reasons they actually perform, they actually finish most live shows with it. During most performances, Pete Wentz will hand his bass to a support musician, which I think is just a really, really nice thing to do. And it was included as one of the tracks on the band's Believers Never Die Greatest Hits album. It's regarded as a fan favourite, and I think it's really appropriate to end today with, given the name of the day. That might give it away for some people. For, that, for now, though, I am going to bid you good night. I hope that you have a fantastic night i hope that the rest of your boxing day goes as wonderful as i hope the rest of your day was and once again let me say a very 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 merry christmas to everyone or happy holidays depending on what you support and celebrate merry festivus have a happy new year and i'll speak with you again next week on the 2nd of january as i bring you some of the best music from 2005 for now though once again good night i have been ben i'll speak with you again soon and just to play out way back when episode 2004 we have fallout boys saturday it's coming up right now on 106.9 tune FM, home of UNE student powered radio and home of way back when I will see you all next week once more have an absolutely amazing night I'm good to go and I'm going nowhere fast could be worse it could be taking you there with me I'm good to go but it looks like I'm still on my own I'm good to go
Yeah.